just th kind of throwing this together, seeing how it goes. Uh, first episode might be a little bit rough. Uh, please stick with us. I'm sure we'll eventually get better. Uh, or not, you know, you'll decide. Yeah, you know. But you can't judge until you've listened to the entire back catalog, which by the time you're listening to this will probably be 300 episodes of the same 12 people listening to it. Uh, I mean, that's our, my hope and dream, right? It's yeah. Like 12 people listen to myself 300 times. Yes. All right. So um, I think we're going to start off the, our first episode by just uh, talking a little bit about what we've been up to lately. So Alex, you want to start us off with that? What have I been up to lately? Well, I've been being being a nerd and being a nerd playing video games. Um, I mean, other than the standard games that I've been usually playing, there's one that I've played most recently and actually finished, which is something of a rarity for me. But um, it's a game that was actually made by a friend of mm -hmm. a friend uh, called Gray Skies Dark Waters. Okay. And trying to trying to make sure that I got that right and not the other way around. But I'm pretty sure it's Gray Skies Dark Waters. And basically, it's a uh, it's kind of an adventure game, you know, in the in the vein of the old you know point and click adventure games, where you are largely playing as a um, you're playing as the the oldest daughter of this person that went missing, and she's been missing for a year. And have, have you you've played uh, Gone Home? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you played Gone Home? At least? I have not. You have no, not. All right. I, I've been telling her she needs to play it. Yeah. So. Like like Gone Home, it's largely kind of an exploration of these people's house, uh, and trying since you don't know anything about the past, right? But the character does. Uh, it's largely kind of trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, but unlike Gone Home, it's not you know in three D rendered. It's it's kind of I don't know. It's almost like uh, it's in Unity, but it's not three D, and it is a. Um, there are people to interact with. So mm -hmm. unlike with Gone Home, where there's nobody in the house, here you interact with people, with the family members. And largely it's trying to piece together what happened to your to this person's mother. And I'm not going to kind of spoil it, but it does kind of hint at what's happening very heavily, like with a heavy okay. hand, uh, if you know anything. <laughs> so it doesn't tell you, but it, it tells you. I mean, at the end, it straight up does tell you. Uh, and it is somewhat, you know... It, 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 but it also it depends on your interpretations of it. So, mm -hmm. for example, it could be something mysterious and something actually magical is happening, or it could be all in your mind. Oh. And so it's like depending on how you interpret okay. the ending, you know, or how you answer the last couple of questions. Like the, there's a bit of you know divergent story. Yeah. Uh, but depending on that, you know, will determine how you kind of view this. You've you've kind of sold me on it because okay. I I love stories where they are kind of set up that way, and we'll probably go more into this if we do more episodes on like horror movies. But that's kind of one of my favorite tropes: is like, is it all in someone's head, mm -hmm. or is it actually something paranormal? Yeah, yeah. And you were you were, weren't you talking about a, a movie that was kind of like that? Uh, there's a lot of movies in that the are Forbidden like that. episode. The, the uh, Forbidden episode. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember what I was talking about in the Forbidden episode. Um, so so longtime listeners will know that there is a uh, there is an episode that we had originally recorded just as a test run. And by this. longtime listeners, we mean Elise. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, th this is for this is for future generations. Oh, okay, okay? The, the world after now. Um, but longtime listeners will know that there is a that there is a fabled lost episode of this podcast uh, where we cannot get the audio to sync up, and so the it, forbidden it will probably never be released. But we talk about a lot of stuff in there, and <laughs> we'll probably talk about a lot of those same topics again. But yeah, I probably did talk about it. Maybe um, 
I, I think I was talking about the first Paranormal Activity movie in like some of the edits of it, like based on the editing uh, ending that gets chosen, you could potentially interpret it that way. Um, but because there's like three or four different endings to it, like most of them are just straight up like, no, there's an actual demon. But then there's the one where it's like, is there or is this woman just crazy and like snaps like and then of course and then then they made 12 of them and then they made 12 of them but the first one actually like if you watch it with a right ending is actually pretty good um the one that does it even better than that is the original 1960s haunting Mm, um yes but i don't want to talk all about that just yet halloween is getting closer but it's not quite that close not close enough not close enough to 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 be here now no uh, yes, it does forever, be, forever, all day Halloween, every day, <laughs> thousand days of Halloween. Um, all right, so that, that's all you've been. So, what is the, the name of the game again? Uh, the name is Gray Skies Dark Waters. Gray Skies Dark Waters, yeah. and that, that's on. Is it on Steam it's early on, access? It's or? actually it's on Steam full release. Oh, full yeah. release. Okay. It was um, it was on sale for the first couple of days after it came out, but uh, but yeah, no, Gray Skies Dark Waters. All right. And have you been up to anything else lately, or just finishing that up? Uh, I played that. Uh, I've been playing a lot of. I, I play a lot of Crusader Kings too. I am yeah, a yeah. huge. Um, I'm also my audio is a bit loud. I am oh, a yeah, huge um, strategy, you know, game with paradox games and whatnot. So like CK2, um, Stellaris, and you know other games like that. Um, although not as much as some of the people I play with. Um, who you know just love strategy and love just conquering people i'm more kind of there for the emergent gameplay for the story mm-hmm. of it which is why i like ck2 so much because it's largely a story generator yeah uh and it kind of is like oh you you happen to run a kingdom or a duchy or whatever but also your your wife is sleeping around with someone or you know or you're trying to murder your kids because you don't want them to inherit or, you know stuff like that yeah um although it's not always as gruesome as that but nah. you know it can be all right. Um, you go ahead. Oh, so, so well, the Elise is saying that she wants to say something. Uh, <laughs> just say something. Uh, yeah, just okay, jump okay. in. Yes. We'll fix it all in post. No. Um, I guess is the no, hashtag. We're it's, it's the live. hashtag is fix it all in post. We're gonna um, raw, ha- uncut. So... <laughs> hashtag is le- we're learning how to edit. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I feel like there needs to be a, a smoother transition between like one of us talking and the next one talking. Okay. But yeah, I guess we'll, we'll just kind of go we'll with figure it. it so that's out. We'll figure it me, out. Give me a line. Give me a line here. No, but thank you. Thank you for sharing, Alex. Oh, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> that's the, that was the line I was looking for. Um, oh, so one of the things I wanted to talk about. So the last last week was kind of our last. I don't know how much we want to go uh, into. Let's, let's not go too much into it. Okay. All right. So last week I ended up having a lot of time on my hands. And so I binged all of Netflix's new series, Atypical. Um, I've not heard of that. What is that? So Atypical is a high school drama about a young man with autism as he kind of navigates through his junior year of high school. Um, he has a uh, younger sister who is a sophomore that helps him out and helps him make it through high school um, this fall semester that they're in. Uh, He also sees a therapist once a week who is a young woman. They say her age. 
as 27 and three quarters uh, in the show, which was kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. What <laughs> but, it, but it's about his life going through dating, seeing his therapist, and kind of learning how to not just navigate high school, but navigate high school um, as a non-neurotypical. And sort of about how his family uh, comes together and how both of his parents deal with... Uh, I don't want to say deal with his autism, but um, how how having a child with autism affects the entire family. Um, so it, it was interesting. I'd give it like a C plus B minus. <laughs> um, the reason why I say that is I found that the lead character was more so a collection of is sort of like a collection of autistic traits. As and lead characters in television shows often are. So it's just a collection of stereotypical traits. So so yeah. to, to clarify, the actor does not have autism, do Yes, they? which is like another kind of problem, right? Is mm-hmm. the actor himself does not have autism. Unlike other shows that feature leads with disabilities, I want to give a shout out to Speechless on ABC, which if you haven't seen that, go on Hulu now and watch all of it. But the lead character in that show has cerebral palsy and the actor who plays him also has cp um and does it a fantastic amazing performance um and so it's kind of one of those things having watched a season of speechless and see speechless like hit all of the right notes when it comes to actors with disabilities portraying people with disabilities portraying people with cp and then seeing atypical kind of say like we want to do that and just sort of falter, I, I think that's kind of why I'd, I'd say it's kind of like a C plus, B minus gotcha. in my book. Did, did, did they have, like, I don't know if you've looked into the, the background of, like, the, the behind the scenes of it as much. Like, like I'm asking, did, did they have a lot, like, a, I don't know, like, like they have accent therapists for people speak, acting in another accent. They have, like, that. did they have someone that they came in and actually, you know, met with someone who has autism and kind of, to learn, you know, how to act, or is it just like, oh, I know how to do this. I'm gonna be a stereotype. Um, that's actually a really good question and one that I don't have the answer to right now. Okay. Um, but it's definitely something that I could look and research and report back to y'all <laughs> that, if you're interesting interested in continuing this conversation about like how um, people with disabilities are portrayed in media, which mm-hmm. is kind of like a pet subject of mine, something that I really um, yeah. like to like to talk about, like to research about, like to learn mm-hmm. about. And, you know, there, I, there are a lot of really good shows that do have characters who are portrayed as, as having some sort of condition or, or disability that don't and that don't uh, do it as a stereotype so much. But like, like Abed Nadir. Are you talking about Abed Nadir? Talk, I'm talking about Abed. <laughs> yes. Um, so Abed from Community is, uh, oh, is a really yeah. good example. Um but it's like that's another one where it's like I don't know how well it was actually researched, but it, like watching him act is very. They they make a few jokes about like is he autistic, but they never actually come out and say it terribly often. And when it does get said, it's very much like, you know, yeah, maybe, but that's not his defining trait. So one of the things that I'd also like to point out about um, Community and specifically Abed the character of Abed is that the jokes surrounding 
if Abed is on the spectrum or not. Generally, ha- generally the joke is at the expense of another person. It's never at the expense of Abed, which is a really important distinction to make, especially when you look at other shows such as The Big Bang Theory um, and the character of Sheldon. Yeah, fuck that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, F minus. F minus to BBT. F minus. But, um, you know, the jokes surrounding if Sheldon is on the spectrum or not, which, by the way, they never say that Sheldon has autism, even though it's very clear that he does. Um, they never say that he has it, and all, almost all of the jokes are made at Sheldon's expense, um, which is one of the many problematic things about BBT or so, Big Bang Theory. So are we going to make some jokes at the expense of Big Bang Theory? Yes. I'd like to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never seen it, I've, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I really can't speak it, I've, to that. The, I've seen bits of it. I've never actually watched a full episode, but yeah, it's it's pretty dreadful. Basically, if you're a smart misogynist, you can still get laid is the entire premise of the show and isn't that hilarious <laughs> that hey misogynists get laid mm. and it's like eh, no it's no okay. i, I thought okay. i thought the joke was misogyny is funny if it's done by someone who isn't traditionally masculine oh yeah also remember firefly that's another <laughs> joke that they make all the time yeah firefly is a joke um <laughs> i don't remember firefly <laughs> uh so I guess I'll take this from here. Go for it. All right. So, uh, what would you like to talk to talk uh, about this week, Nick? I, let's see. Well, I kind of talked about a lot of the stuff that I've been doing on the the lost episode, so I don't know how much I should go into it. Um, I will say, Alex, you kind of made fun of me for um, finishing up uh, for 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 playing so much Dark Souls. Well, yes, at, yes, at, I did. And I talked. <laughs> I, he does, in fact, play way I, too I, much Dark Souls. I, I don't like, play way too just, much. That's a lie. No, I a play fact. exactly the correct amount of Dark Souls, which is just playing that it, and it, nothing it, else. It, it, whispering into the microphone when you're so close <laughs> to it would be better. hi listeners let's talk about dark souls um uh so i freaking love dark souls and we we talked about this on the last episode um and i realized that like i need to go back and actually finish it because that was one of the things i was talking about is for the third fifth for time? the third time and well I, I i hadn't actually completed like all of the content like there were still some things that i was missing mm-hmm. and so I went back like a couple of days after we recorded that episode and I I beat the boss that I was stuck on. I got all of the achievements, so I completely like 100% completed Dark Souls. Oh, gl- good. Yeah. I'm glad I was able to goad you into finishing <laughs> yeah. it and doing something else. And now. so now I've been playing Dark Souls 3. Uh, uh, <laughs> also, the expansions to the board games I'm going to be getting from the Kickstarter. Yeah, we need to play I, that at some point. Can I tell a quick story, which yeah. is that this past weekend, um, I think I left for a couple of hours and I came back and the entire dining room table was covered in the Dark Souls board game. <laughs> so I'm not saying that my fiance needs a 12-step program, but no, he needs I don't. he needs a 12-step program. By the way, listeners, yeah, confirmed. Confirmed. Fiance. Uh, <laughs> too much too much uh, too much information. We have to cut all this out. Here, here I am. Out. We'll I'm fix it all in post. Stall, stall it all over. And here I am, just the third wheel. Hi. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the podcast. Listeners. <laughs> Uh, no, so... Wh- who's, what's that kid in the room that just keeps going Denny? in? Denny, yeah. That, that's, that's my role now, apparently. <laughs> Alex is Denny. Alex is Denny confirmed. You know, I always thought of you more as our sister wife, Alex. Uh, <laughs> is that because I cleaned up your dishes that once? Probably. Yeah. Okay. I think anyone that cleans the dishes, at least, like, thinks that we're, like, just in the family now. Um... <clears throat> 
So, so I've, I've been playing that, and I, I really would like to kind of dedicate like a lot of time to talking about it and like why the the game is brilliant. Um, I don't know if I want to talk about it all today, but maybe it might be a future podcast. Well, maybe, maybe at some point the three of us will play it together, <laughs> and then we'll all have something to talk about. Well, okay, the, the board game, yeah, but I'm, I'm mostly mostly what I want to talk oh, about the, the video game, is yeah. like the, the the what makes the video game so brilliant. And it doesn't have to do anything really with um, with the play of the game, like with, with the actual gameplay. Um, it's all got to do with like how everything kind of builds on everything else. Um, and it really, uh, I know that like a lot has been made of um, there. I think it's H Bomber guy on YouTube has a video about what he calls play conditioning in Dark Souls and it, or in uh, in Bloodborne rather. Um, and it kind of goes along with that, but there's like just a whole bunch of other stuff that's like, it it just it pushes all my buttons, and I just love that game series for a variety of reasons. But I, I kind of want to devote a little bit more time to it, and we have some uh, breaking news that we're going to be getting to a little bit later in the podcast. Ooh, breaking news! Breaking news! Um, the other thing that I'm excited about is I got uh, in the mail the other day. I got my copy of Starfinder. Um, which is a tabletop board game. We were, we're thinking about putting together a tabletop podcast kind of to supplement this one where we're playing uh, kind of more story light uh, tabletop games, tabletop RPGs. Or, or like, you know, or not story, board, story yeah, board light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you can't see what's happening on light. the board. Rules light. Rules light too. But like if you can't see what's happening on the board, then it doesn't matter as much where it's more audio and kind of storytelling yeah, yeah. and stuff. More, lo- more fluff, less crunch. Yeah, more fluff, less crunch. Yeah, so if you're coming to us from the future buzzer. and this is that thing is totally taken off and left this type of thing behind, then Probably. congratulations. <laughs> um, so... Um, so Starfinder is the new game that Paizo just came out with. Uh, they published uh, Pathfinder, which is basically when D&D went from 3.5 to 4th edition, they just kind of took their ball and went home. The unspeakable edition. The unspeakable edition. We played it for a while. And it was neither, unspeakable. Yeah, it was unspeakable. Neither you or I particularly cared for it. No, I did not. Um, it was fine. I, 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 There were some things I enjoyed about it, but I'm glad that 5th edition exists. Mm-hmm. But, but Paizo was kind of made up of people who had made Dungeons & Dragons for many, many years. And so they, they went off and made their own version and called it Pathfinder. So when Starfinder came out, my assumption was that this would be uh, Spelljammer, mm-hmm. that this would just be Spelljammer with a different name. Um, and I have been interested in Spelljammer for years and have always wanted to try it out, always wanted to play it. So I like, kind of picked it up without really looking too much into what exactly it was. Um, and it's not quite Spelljammer. Like, it's got a lot of the Spelljammer stuff, and I suppose it's a kind of a spiritual successor to Spelljammer. Like... You've got space elves and space Yeah, for those that aren't familiar with what Spelljammer is, why don't you explain a little bit what Spelljammer is? So Spelljammer was a variant of, I guess, AD&D 2nd Edition, where it was basically you had, like, sailing ships in space going from planet to planet through the ether. So it was kind of like a medieval view of what outer space was actually. Um, But it's like, oh, no, it's actually totally real. And there's still magic and like, you know, elves and dwarves and all the regular D&D stuff just in space. 
um, and on you know wooden ships that sail through space with actual space pirates with and actual, actual pirate space, ships. Yeah, actual space pirates and actual pirate ships, which is something that I've been wanting to play uh, for a long, long time. Unlike Firefly with their fake pirate no. ships and their fake no, space. That's that's a whole bunch of people cosplaying Han Solo for thirteen hours. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. I said it. Come at me. Uh, and there goes those 13 <laughs> viewers that we yeah. had. We now have negative one viewer. <laughs> negative one viewer. Someone We're, took back a view. Uh, we don't even watch this. <laughs> um, oh, no. Things are falling asleep. Uh, okay. Nice. Uh, so, uh, so Starfinder is kind of that, but it's definitely more, like, technology-based. Like, the magic is there. There's, like, you can play as elves and dwarves and stuff, but mostly they're trying to push you to play aliens or androids. Ooh, I want to play an alien. Yeah, there's some pretty cool, like, alien races in here. I'm I'm, I'm digging it. Other than that, I'm just a little disappointed that it, like, it just doesn't have quite the same, like, like, the same... I guess the sheen is a little bit different. Like oh, the the paint is different. It's the same like ex- interior, but like they changed the siding. Is oh, basically okay. all it is. Sounds like a lot of metaphors coming together. I yeah. I, on top of <laughs> a black hole of metaphors. Isn't um, there a race of rat people? Like there, yeah, there's a race of like really adorable rat people. Oh, I want to um, see. I'm trying to remember what they're called. Hold on. Uh, this is gonna make for great podcasts as I open up and flip through this book. Flip, flip, flip um, of the sound of paper. Yeah. yeah. And so, so yeah, so if if you don't know us, and why would you? This is our first Sorry, podcast. First time. Uh, we except you're like the six friends of ours that we've convinced convinced to listen to us, and they like, listen yeah, halfway through. Yeah. yeah, hi. Um, like if you don't know us, we we play a lot of role playing games, tabletop role playing games, and so we basically have a problem where we have too many of these things and mm-hmm. haven't played enough. Too of them. many board games. Too many games. Too many games, and so you know we he, here we are with yep. yet another one that yep. we've just bought. Yep. And <laughs> still haven't played the last one that I bought, but that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But this this one I think more of more of our gaming group is going to be interested in whereas fate like only a handful of us really would care about it and so we need to find time to play it and only a handful of us can actually play and only a handful of us can actually play it so it's more of a matter of finding the time and figuring out what setting we actually want to do for that so the rat people they're they're called yoski um and i think they're my favorite things ever because two of their uh two of their racial features are cheek pouches and moxie. <laughs> so that's pretty great. Having previously owned rats, we can tell you rats have those in spades. They absolutely <laughs> do. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to playing this. Uh, I've got the first adventure also coming on the way, like the first published like adventure set. Um, it was Amazon was sold out when I ordered it, but it should be shipping within the next few days. So oh, hey, cool. I'm excited for that. So if we do do that, would you run it or would you want to play it? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like every time that I want to try something, I have to run it, and it's like I get these because I really want to make player characters in it. But I, I mean, <laughs> I'm okay with doing either one. I, I feel like anyone could potentially run this, like anyone in our group, because it's essentially just Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. just with a few little tweaks here and there, and then like the rules for ship to ship combat. Um, which I haven't looked through yet. Some of the reviews said that the rules for that were not great, but I kind of thumbed through it, and it looks a lot like it looks a lot like what I've seen of the the same rules for Spelljammer. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then we'll have to compare it to the ship to ship combat rules for Space eighteen eighty nine. Oh gosh. Which I've been pushing. Yeah. Ever since I got. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that too. I, I really want to play that one. 
one day I'll find something and force it on the rest of the group and contribute to the too have many you, board games. Oh, what you, you have the one, the um, the game with the fairies on the trees. Oh, yeah. Oh, Kodama, but yeah. that's a board game, which yeah. you should all buy and play. It's amazing, but... I'm, I'm it, sure that it would work great through audio form. I'm, yeah, I know. Like, the, the problem with card games and board games is that this would not work on this format. However... Um, we, we don't have Will Wheaton money, people. No, we don't have Will Wheaton money. <laughs> uh, Will Wheaton, if you would like to send us money, <laughs> uh, we'll set up, uh, contact us. We should get an email for this set up at some point. Um eventually if anyone ever listens to this and you feel like writing in we'll probably have an email for this uh, eventually where you can write us letters I mean, we'll and I probably, guess we'll answer them yeah yeah we'll we'll work on something like that um, possibly we need one to set it up through iTunes or something like that you know a, a public email that we all can well access. it's it's probably would be like i mean gmail would be the easiest way of to course yeah um so yeah we'll we'll get that set up on a, for a future podcast uh let's see what else have i been up to um i mean other than that i mean i'm trying to catch up on game of thrones i'm also trying to catch up on twin peaks oh I, yes twin peaks oh god i'm twin still peaks. only halfway through that oh i'm 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 catching up like i i heard that it like the ending is it ended so, yeah it ended it ended and i heard the ending is absolutely crazy and it's like really dividing people and so far i've been loving the series mm-hmm. um a lot of people haven't Elise hasn't um but it's yeah. like oh man all of the uh all of the film geek wannabe film student parts of me are just like the, the, the David Lynch over. fan of yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like people are saying, "Oh, David Lynch, tell a regular story." I'm sorry, have you um, never seen? You are just. I just want to point out that mm-hmm. you're engaged to one of those people. Yeah. That's like David Lynch. Please tell a story. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so, it's right. not. You know. It's not David Lynch. Tell a story. It's Mark Frost. No. Make David Lynch's stories make sense. No. Hey, you know who? <laughs> no, uh, you know who did that? You know who did that? Mark Frost and David Lynch. No, CBS. <laughs> well, when it was originally right. on, like, but C- network television. I'm not. But at least, but at least, but CBS also was the ones that said, "Oh, you need to f- discover who the killer yeah. is halfway through season that, two. And ruined and and then ruined the, the biggest mystery okay. of Twin Peaks. But they also <laughs> helped kind of tone down no. David Lynch. No. and said no. there there are certain things no. you can't do. No. And you know, I'm Can just I saying, finish making some point? people work better within okay. boundaries. Nope, and David Lynch is not one of them. Um, uh, but yes, I mean, so here, I'm, as you point, see, a lot of divided opinions here. The point um, I was, <laughs> I was trying to make before I was so rudely interrupted and then not allowed to finish my point. This Lynch propaganda coming is out of that, here. Is that <laughs> is that is that David Lynch? has told regular straightforward stories he's actually told quite a lot of them uh there's the elephant man there is uh, blue velvet is fairly straightforward i mean it's it's fucked up but it's straightforward um the straight story is like a really like that's all it is it's a very straight linear story suitable for the whole family if you've never seen it it's actually a very wonderful heartwarming movie I've um, actually never heard of it. Okay, it's it's about this old man who has lost his driver's license and his like his estranged brother is dying, and so he rides across the country on his riding lawnmower to go see him. <laughs> okay, it I is want to see this now. Really touching and heartwarming, and actually really wonderful. So David Lynch is perfectly fine with doing regular, straightforward stories. When people think about like the David Lynch weirdness, they think of first and foremost Eraserhead, which. Okay, yeah, it's a bit weird, but honestly, it's not as weird as people usually say it is. Um, Lost Highway, which is really weird, and um, Mulholland Drive, which is really fucking weird. And this third season of Twin Peaks is more in line with that, whereas the first two seasons 
were more in line with, you know, is just kind of like more straightforward storytelling, more blue velvety kind of stuff where it was mostly focused on like the underbelly of small town America. And and then it kind of transitioned into that weirder stuff at the yeah. end of the third season, which would be a good transition well, for people that were on it to kind of get mm-hmm. into that, but weren't necessarily willing to just dive in head first. And then we had a 25 year break, which mm-hmm. was super useful yeah. in, uh, in that transition. It's like, for example, with, so I I watched the, the the original series of Twin Peaks, you know, much later, like only a few years ago. Uh, but I watched it with my grandma. Yeah. And you know, that's not something you normally think of, but no, she actually really liked it. Yeah. I mean, it was I mean, it was and, a big network TV yeah. hit from 25 years ago. I mean, it, it was a yeah. water cooler show. Like, yeah. People yeah. would show up around the water cooler. Uh, and talk but then until... she does. But she doesn't really like necessarily the new season. Yeah. Some bits of it that she's okay with, but you know, we got like halfway through, and she's like. I don't necessarily want to watch the rest of this anymore. So eventually I'll get back to it and I'll finish it myself. But You and I, Grandma. You and me. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm loving it. I think this is great. Um I've I've heard that the the finale uh I, I, I don't wanna I, this isn't really a spoiler because like I don't know what happens, but from what I've heard, the finale is basically like you could do more. But it's very much set up to the to the idea of like I don't want to do more. Yeah. Like it's kind of a cliffhanger and kind of not at the same time. Well, we'll just have to watch it ourselves and find yeah. out, and we'll report back we'll, to you in a future time. We'll we'll get a some sort of uh, spoiler alert sound effect yeah. to play before we start talking I about cue it. Cue the huge loud klaxon. I, <laughs> the spoiler klaxon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that, I don't know, I, I feel like the best way to, to have this done is what the Best Friend cast does. And I don't want to just rip off the Best Friend cast all the time. But they really do have a good way of talking about spoilers, which is you talk about things just generally, your thoughts on them through the regular podcast. And then at the end, you have a separate podcast where you just talk about spoilers. So if you want to hear the in-depth thoughts and you are okay with spoilers or have seen it, then, yeah, that's probably the best way to do it, I think. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's me catching up, catching up on TV shows, uh, have, don't have a whole lot of spare time. Although I did notice that you started to watch, to, to play Techno Babylon. I did play a little bit of Techno Babylon. Yeah, what, um, what are your thoughts on that? I like it. Um, it's really interesting, like point and click, like kind of old school. I love the setting. Yes, I do too. That's, um, that's what drew me to it in the first place. I, I still need to go back and, and, and finish it. I've only played like the first like chapter or two. Like, um, like past the the introduction where it's just like yeah here this is a tutorial level and then the first the investigation yeah I got to the I got to the character changeover yeah, is yeah, there yeah. or there like do you play as this character for like the rest of the game I or think, do you go back and forth? well like I, I haven't finished it either oh, okay but I think what it does is it switches back and forth between different characters okay and so I, I think you play as the the grizzled old veteran policeman police person police yeah and then you play as the the officer man the uh, the rookie you know. Um, you know, other police person. Okay. And then I think you go back to the, the tutorial lady who is... The names are... Forgi- spoiler, forgive me. Spoiler alert. Uh, the uh, the introduction lady did not actually die in that explosion. Well, it's also set like... Yeah, well, probably. But also... <laughs> also <laughs> Thanks, Alex. There's the... um. There, I mean, it says you know, 20 hours earlier. That's true. And so, you know, you don't know. I don't know. Okay. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Until we play the actual game and finish it. Yeah. Then we'll yeah, talk more in detail. I do need to go back to that because that again, kind of point and click, old school, which is very much in my in my wheelhouse. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been. That's what we've been working on. 
Um, so I suppose the, is it time to transfer Jishin into the uh, breaking news now? Oh, I was wondering oh. if Elise had been playing anything, but I uh, honestly the last so I did play a little bit of Splatoon too. Oh yeah, I've also been playing um, Splatoon. I mean, as far as like kind Splatoon. of more indie games, the last indie game that I really played was Asagao Academy. <laughs> um, that was a while ago. Wasn't that was it? a while ago. Yeah, I I'm not I'm not a big <laughs> game player. Really I will um. I will talk about. I will talk endlessly about television. <laughs> have you been trying um, to? Have you been looking into what is it? Uh, Dream Daddy. Done no, by- <laughs> but that is on my list. I like really like weird kind of messed up Steam games. Hatuful so boyfriend. If you have Hatuful boyfriend. <laughs> no. Like if you have any of those kind of games, like send them my way. Unless you're a creeper. Oh, in which we'll case send them your oh, way. <laughs> Thanks. Bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever is going to end up uh, screening those emails is going to have a really rude awakening whenever this goes. Well, I'll, it'll probably I'll, I'll volunteer to take that on, okay. so we can get Thanks, all of, yeah, so we can get all of the uh, how to enhance your your manly image things. <laughs> know, we'll, we'll we'll collect a bunch of those you know spam emails and we'll showcase them in the future. <laughs> all right, single zombie women in your land. What? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, it probably was not going to be all that breaking by the time that this actually gets released. Uh, but it, it appears... Breaking for me. It appears that the author of My Immortal oh, has yes. finally come forward. Did you hear about this? I did. Uh, you, pu- you put it, yeah. I oh, yeah. That. I shared it so that... Okay, you did, I shared it so that I wouldn't lose it. I didn't think that you would actually see it before yeah, you Yeah, no, I over. saw... I, I actually seen something earlier yesterday, but it didn't have the full story. Okay. So yeah, go ahead. So so for those of you who are not familiar with Might Mortal, or those of you who like me blocked it out of your memory, and we're gonna bring it all flooding oh, we're back. We're gonna bring it all back. So um, in order to introduce it, I'm going to um, read just the first chapter, um, including the author's notes. The author's notes. The author's notes. Um, so for those of you who are unaware with, of this, uh, this was a Harry Potter fan fiction that was posted online. In 2006, the grand year of 2006. Oh, 2006. And we're, what were we doing in 2006? Was uh, it... I wasn't here. <laughs> I was well, up, I mean, in, just, up north. I meant just generally. Like, <laughs> oh, what was the, was the world doing? Uh, we mean, were complaining about the... When was the surge? The Iraq surge? I was going to say, we're fighting the Iraq war. Still Remember fighting that. the Iraq war. <laughs> uh, there was a terrible person in the White House. We were fighting well, a couple still of a terrible wars person that, in the that White never House. ended. So... <laughs> Did the last 10 years even happen? Uh, I don't even okay. know. You know, some of us uh, were writing fan fiction in 2006, yeah. and we've since outgrown that. Okay. But, uh, and we'll, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, we'll, there's there's going to be there's going to be a twist at the end of this story, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you know. So this is this is chapter one of uh, of my immortal. Take it away. Uh, written by the pen name of this person was Tara Gillespie, but that wasn't her actual name apparently. Um, chapter one, author's note. Special fangs, get it, get it, cause I'm gothic, to my GF, ew, not in that way, Raven, bloody tears, 666, for helping me with the story and spelling. <laughs> she clearly did an excellent job. You rock. Justin, you're the love of my depersing life. You rock too. MCR rocks. Uh, for those of you who were born... After 2001, MCR, or, or me. <laughs> MCR is My Chemical Romance, which was a uh, band that was popular in the mid-2000s. Uh, hi, my name is Ebony Darkness Dementia Ravenway, 
and I have long black, long ebony black hair. That's how I got my name. With purple streaks and red tips that reaches my mid-back and icy blue eyes like limpid tears. And a lot of people tell me I look like Amy Lee. Author's note. If you don't know who she is, get the hell out of here. I best guess I better get out of here. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, Editor's note to uh, Generation Z. Amy Lee was the lead singer of Evanescence, which was another band that was popular in the mid-2000s. just say Alex, because Alex doesn't understand (laughs) these things either. Also, My Immortal is a a reference to an Evanescence song. Um, I'm not related to Jared Way. But I wish I was. He's a major fucking hottie. Which is totally just... What? what? Because <laughs> clearly, if someone, if you find someone attractive, you, you want to be related, related to them. them. <laughs> you can there, take there, that to the There's a lot bank. of incest on fanfiction.net, okay? It's, yeah. it's, it's there's subject. actually surprisingly little incest in this Yeah, fan there's, fiction, there's actually very little incest in this story. Okay, continuing. I'm a vampire, but my teeth... <laughs> First sentence. <laughs> no, that's not the first sentence. The oh, first, the first sentence, the first sentence is about how her name is Ebony oh, yeah, Darkness right. Dementia okay. Ravenway, and she has long dark hair. Uh, I just had serious flashbacks to uh, Strong Bad. Uh, I'm a vampire, and and what? Yeah. Okay. I'm a vampire, but my teeth are straight and white. I'm adding as, too much of a pause there. There isn't to, actually a comma, as opposed to a. Curved, oh my God, yeah, curved and black. Get this. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh no, this first, the first chapter is not that long. It's fine. Um, I have pale white skin. I'm also a witch, and I go to a magic school called Hogwarts in England, <laughs> where I'm in the seventh year. I'm 17. I'm a goth, in case you couldn't tell. I hadn't noticed. And I, I wear mostly black. I love Hot Topic, and I buy all my clothes from there. For example, today I was wearing a black corset with matching lace around it and a black leather miniskirt, pink fishnets, and black combat boots. These descriptions go on and they never end. <laughs> also, also, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Hogwarts have uniforms? As does almost every other school in the UK. She's a goth. Clearly, she doesn't follow your rules with but, a Z. But apparently, neither do the other characters later on, yeah. so I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> I guess I guess after the Battle of Hogwarts, they just kind of uh, you know what really caused that, uh, that uh, Voldemort to wait, go wrong. There's the the school dress code. We gotta do. Wait, away with I gotta that. I gotta point something out. Like Jedi with fucking, you know, we just have to do away with it. Oh, is this a swear cast now? This is uh, 2006. This is pre-Battle of Hogwarts because the last book hadn't actually oh, come out well, yet. Wouldn't actually so. actually wouldn't the Battle of Hogwarts have taken place eight years earlier? Uh, isn't that when it actually took place? Nick, Nick is pushing his glasses up all anime style. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even read the books. No, I don't read the books, but I still got you. I owned you, fake geek girl. <laughs> don't say that. Now I'm okay. gonna get a bunch of death threats. Okay, I'm 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 faking that. Don't actually don't actually say that. That's a terrible thing to say to a person. That's why I was doing my stupid like trolley voice. Yeah. Anyway, um, where did I leave off? Oh, I was just describing her outfit. Yes. As, uh, which as, is apparently uh, cool with the dress code at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Witches. I, I mean, later on. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, continue. Yeah, there's a whole lot of other. We're not reading this entire thing. It's like no, 38 chapters. I know. I know. <laughs> I was wearing black lipstick, white foundation, black eyeliner, and red eyeshadow. I was walking outside Hogwarts. I, it was snowing and raining, so there was no sun, which I was very happy about. <laughs> because otherwise you'd be dead. <laughs> a lot of preps stared at me. 
I put up my middle finger at them. Was was this also pre Twilight? Um, I when was Twilight? Think oh, so I want to say Twilight no. was two thousand. Well, when did the, the first book came out? I want to say like two thousand seven. It came out around the same time. Yeah, but it was it was pre Twilight. It so was, the, the whole idea of vampires are cool again. Yeah, well, you know, and, and among know. a certain crowd of people that thought vampires were cool. Around no, that. see, vampires were definitely cool again when I was in high school, which was just before this came out. Mm-hmm. Because I I was definitely also uh, hot top. Sh- uh, hot topic shopping uh and rice reading nerd uh, gothy nerd kid um so I, I i kind of identify with this but not not that much did you also wear pink fishnets to school and I, was that allowed by your dress code um not to school <laughs> that being said i did digging up some deep dirt I, on <laughs> I that being said i did hang out with people who who in malls, presumably. Yeah. Well, actually, in my school, there was oh, there was okay. someone who would who would wear um like who was identi- identified as male but wore skirts because fuck the authority, um, and you know it, like the that kind of stuff was allowed by dress code as long as the skirt was not above mid thigh, you know. <laughs> Way to be progressive. Yeah. Middle of nowhere, Virginia. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. Also, spoilers. We're in Virginia. We're in Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry. I was, so where was I? Uh, I was <laughs> describing her makeup. No, I was describing the weather. Yeah. Uh, no, she was... Okay, so a lot of preps stared at me. I put up my middle finger at them. Hey, Ebony, shouted a voice. I looked up. It was... Dot, 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 dot. Draco Malfoy. Dot, dot, dot. What's up, Draco? I asked. Nothing, he said shyly. But then I heard my friends call me, and I had to go away. End chapter one. Author's note. Is it good? Please tell me, fangs. <laughs> All right. So, 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 so if, if you want to, to hear the rest of this read by, <laughs> by the three of no, us. God, no. Donate, <laughs> donate to our Patreon that doesn't exist. No. God, no. I'm no. not. Okay. okay. No, the, the thing is, like, like, everybody and their mother has read this on YouTube. Yeah. If you want, you can watch it by any number of people. Okay. I recommend Bennett the Sage's reading of it. It's pretty good. But, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was mostly just by way of introduction for, mm-hmm. for those of who might not know what we're talking about. So, okay. So this person, there's been a lot of speculation about who this author is. I, I gave the pen name at the beginning. Um, Gillespie? Uh, something Gillespie. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but uh, no one knew her true identity for, for the this last oh, Nobody knew 10 years. Nobody who they were. Or what they were doing. Yeah. Or how commas work, um, and and so apparently there's been recently a lot of speculation. Um, Tara Gillespie, that was that was the mm-hmm. the name. So there's apparently this a new, almost this terribly written, uh, young adult novel called like what is it? Uh, Handbook for Mortals, written by an author named Lainey Serum. This is the first I heard about this today. We're reading the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and by way of evidence, uh, someone took the uh, description from the beginning of chapter one uh, and paired it up with what the way that this person writes. Um, so this is a quote from um, Handbook for Mortals. I pushed my long, many-hued hair out of the way the best I could as I threw my luggage into my car. A dark blue streak caught the light with a shimmer. I glanced at myself in the reflection of the side, a car side mirror. People tell me I'm pretty all the time. Beautiful, even. 
I'm not sure I see what they see. I think I'm not more of a cute, average-looking girl. I'm slender, but I do not believe most would say skinny. Not hot girl skinny, at least. I have long legs that are toned, but I think my thighs are too large, and I do not have a thigh gap. And it just kind of goes on like this. Does this sound like the type of person that would, after 11 years and an editor, write like the same way? it, It does, and so I could definitely see that. But here's the twist in the story. Here's the twist. The person who did actually write My Immortal in 2006 found the login credentials to not that same uh, the, the, the same uh, account where she originally posted My Immortal, but to another fan fiction site with the same name and basically said, hey, I lost my credentials for the other one, but basically came out and said, I'm still around. I'm still alive. This person I, is not me. This person is not me. Um. <laughs> And in fact, like she kind of talks some smack about her from what I was able to glean from this, that basically she's claiming like the, the author of My Immortal is claiming that the woman who wrote this ha- handbook for mortals uh, actually had her publisher buy up a whole bunch of books in bulk to get the book on the New York Times bestseller list. And how how common a practice is I, that? I don't know, I but don't know. this is this was the allegation that was being made, okay? Um so let's let's continue on because uh after this post, the good people, people on Reddit. The good people on Reddit did some internet detectiving. <laughs> Um, and was able to figure out based on like the few clients, like she's like, I'm not on MySpace, I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on this or that, I am on Tumblr, and uh, you know, a few other things. And basically, from that, right. like from what she said, they were able to figure out who she was. Um, and it turns out that the author of this, and I'm, I'm He's okay. looking through the I'm article. looking through it, I'm looking through the article now. Um, so, yeah, so it turns out that... Oh, yeah. here it is. Rose Rose Christo is supposedly the actual author of this. Or at least that's the name on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Well, and well, it's not just the name on Tumblr, because she also has a memoir coming out oh, okay. uh, in the spring of next year entitled Under the Same Stars. And people have been asking her, like, because the, the question that everyone who has ever read My Immortal has always wanted to know is... Were you being serious or is this all a huge troll? Because it is like one of the longest works of fiction, let alone fan fiction ever written. (laughs) It's ridiculously long, ridiculously in detail. And it was updated for, I think, like three or four years before she eventually stopped. Yeah. And so if it's a troll, it's like this majorly involved one. And apparently she is under contract not to be able to answer that question from what people have. So So it's probably going to be in the memoir. It's probably going to be in the book. Yeah. Girl, you've just sold sold a copy to me right here. Like, just, yeah. Like, I am fascinated by this because I remember this being like a huge joke forever. Like, as, as Alex said, like anyone... Like there are millions of people who have made fun of this, who have like kind of talked about it, and it is just insane to think. Like, I hadn't thought about this in in so long. What you don't think about my immortal no, every night? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, li- I've listened to my good Charlotte albums, and uh, 
there's a lot of stuff in there in the there also about good charlotte for for the younger listeners good charlotte was also a band <laughs> that was uh popular in the mid 2000s wow i didn't know that <laughs> there's a lot of these like the like it's kind of ridiculous like oh my god like like looking through this story is kind of almost like being back in high school where people just won't shut the fuck up about bands that you couldn't possibly care less about like good charlotte simple plan evanescence it's like everyone listened to those bands when i was in high school That's, yeah and I, I mean you're you're a bit older than i am so maybe we just didn't get the same demographic but I, I don't know. It was just a little bit, little bit before my time. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um. So that was my breaking news. I, I just kind of, mm-hmm. I, I, I saw this today and was like, oh and man, I, Alex is coming over. We have to talk about yeah. this on the podcast. And I think, I think I had read, like, like I said, I had read the about this before, where all the details hadn't come out. Where I don't think mm-hmm. the the good people at Reddit hadn't found her yet. Yeah. But one of the things that she posted was someone asking her about, uh, is uh, like, is this you? Is this other author you? And, you know, because the writing is, is so similar. And she said, no, it's just like any other person that was, you know, bad writing yeah, in yeah. high school. Bad, bad writing all sounds the same. Uh, I think bad writing all sounds <laughs> so, so I think Which, that, that, that pr- I would say that kind of I, puts it in a score for it was just her being I, a bad writer. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's a bit disingenuous, though. I don't because know. Because there's bad writing. And then there's my immortal. Like <laughs> that is a whole. That is the next level of bad writing. Um, I feel. I mean, there's plenty of other places okay. on. on... I, I really feel like I have to just out myself right oh, now. Out yourself. Okay. Do it. Um, which is so back in. Were you gothic? No, I was not. Um, I was. <laughs> I was actually quite the opposite. I was a church mouse in high school, so that's kind of an interesting side story. Um, as part of my, I guess. Uh, awakening. Fuck awakening. off, preps. No. <laughs> right? I was going to say, like, backstory, but... Um... Your dark and mysterious backstory. Uh, my origin story. So, but, but what I wanted to talk about was the Harry Potter forums from the mid-2000s, uh, which was kind of <laughs> we Babby's introduction to online role-playing. Um, not, I'm not talking about like, um, doing some of this, for the listening audience, I'm inserting <laughs> my forefinger into uh, a hole made my, by my circle, by my finger and thumb. No, um, what was I, what's the game called? Why am I blanking on it? Right Go ahead now? and describe oh, it then. Um, the one with the orcs and they recently made a movie out of it. War- Warcraft? Warcraft. Yeah. So like, not like Warcraft, World of Warcraft, um, RPG, but like that where you just like type on a computer and and you use like asterisks. Yeah, like to like dis- Second Life, yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. MIRC, so, that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it was really funny because it was like everybody was on the Harry Potter forums and they would say like you can't talk about things that aren't Harry Potter in here and I'm like you can talk about banging Draco Malfoy but like you know don't talk about banging Aragorn like that's where we draw the line that's where and, they draw the line <laughs> yeah I mean that's line has to be drawn somewhere. I mean in fairness <laughs> that would draw it here that <laughs> in fairness for probably everyone on that board that would have been considered you know statutory rape and <laughs> Aragorn would have had to go, pr- go to prison Frodo. 
What, whatever floats your boat. I don't know if there's any. I but mean, not on free. those forums. Not <laughs> Find those your forums. own forum. Yeah. So no, then people would, and that, and then kind of from there, it was also like a, a gateway drug into other, <laughs> like into fanfiction.net and archive of our own, and people would kind of delve into these different things. So. Pa- parents, <laughs> are your children experimenting with fanfiction? <laughs> It's never too early to talk to your children about fan fiction. You know, we all want to insert ourselves into our favorite fantasy worlds, but there's an appropriate way to do it and an inappropriate way to do it. The appropriate way being be Peter Jackson and show up on your set in costume. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, (laughs) I mean, if you don't have that kind of scratch lying around, I mean, pretty much every fandom has some sort of licensed role-playing game. Just, Just do it like that. It's fine. You're not hurting anybody. Or if By you publishing things online, you're hurting people. If you absolutely have to, Hi, have everyone. to insert yourself into your own fan fiction, then don't make yourself the superhero of the story. Make yeah. yourself, like, the person that's shit upon. I, I will say, <laughs> I, I feel like the fandom community has kind of evolved a little bit in that sense. Either that or it's just that, you know, we deal with fans that are older now. Maybe, but I, I'm also looking at things like um, like my my life as a background Slytherin and things like that. Like Meh. those, the, that's great. Like those kinds of things are like really an appropriate way of inserting yourself into your favorite fandom. For listeners who are unaware, my life as a background Slytherin is a webcomic series about a girl who is a nameless Slytherin student at Hogwarts. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff is hilarious. I'll, it's have, great. To, I'll have to read that one now. Yeah. It's pretty add, add it to my collection. <laughs> I think, Alex yeah. reads a lot of, uh, of web comics, by uh, the way, uh, listeners too many web comics, but yeah, that's, that's the other name for this podcast. Too would you, that, 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 I would, I would love to have a web comic, a podcast called too many, <laughs> web, too many web a webcomic com- called podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, just every every webcomic episode. Just just screen capture all of this and audacity, like all of it, what it looks like in audacity, and just, just a bunch it. of yeah. yeah, just all the spikes. Alex, would you like to share with us your webcomic of the week? Yeah, we've got about five minutes here, buddy. So. All right, well, webcomic of the week time. So I, as was said, I do read a lot of webcomics, and so I'll, I'm probably gonna say you know just a little bit. Um, Let's start with one of the the more popular ones, one of the older ones uh, called Slock Mercenary. Have you heard of that oh, one? Oh God, I used to read Slock Mercenary. Yeah, I I, I I read pretty much all of the back of that for like five years. Yeah, or it's something ridiculous like that. It's pretty long. It's been going on continuously without fail every day since like sometime in two thousand. Like it is the one of the, if not the oldest running web comics in existence. Uh, I think uh, irregular web comics maybe beat it by a, by a year. But uh, but anyway, for those that aren't familiar with Schlock Mercenary, uh, it is a space kind of drama that is centered around this mercenary company. Uh, Schlock being the name of an amorphous blob alien that is a member of this mercenary company uh targon's tufts are what they're called and basically they bop around the universe uh causing mischief and destruction in their wake but making money off of it um it i even when i read it i mean i i, I don't know i i remember really liking it when i was really in like when i was really into web comics but it would always kind of struck me as like it's very much in the vein of like 
regular newspaper comics in kind of a lot Nick, of ways. don't neg on I'm Alex's webcomic of the I mean, week, no, you, okay? You like, your... we give this to him. <laughs> you, you just have to let him have it. No, right, you, right. you can have opinions about it. That's perfectly fine. You know, you, if you, you know, it is. It is very much kind of a webcomic, you know, a, a, like a regular comic strip. There's a four-panel, you know, comic strip, on, except on the, you know, Sunday where it's a, like a kind of a full-page color thing. Well, not color, but they're all in color now. Yeah, they're all. But, uh, but, you know, you're right. It does have that kind of thing. And I'm not sure. Uh, I think maybe the author has maybe some background in that. I'm not entirely certain. I know he does have a background in some kind of physics or something. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it, you're right, and that's that. You know, some people might get turned off by that, but there, you know, it's still a, I think, a good story. It, mm. it kind of meanders, of course, something going on so long, it's brought, brought up and bro, uh, broken up into books. Yeah, and so maybe there's a certain point where where I could recommend you wanted to start. Uh, Longshoreman of the Apocalypse is a good place, but the um, you know, if you want to start from the start and just kind of archive binge for a week and a half, you can do that too. I recommend it's something you know, it updates every day. It's one of the yeah, first yeah. things that I, I click on when I check my web comics, and I think it's a good place to start. Uh, if you don't like, you know, if that's not your thing, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not trying to like discourage it. I just kind no, of, no, good. yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it, it was one of those things that I just kind of felt like I, I can't believe that it's still updating because mm-hmm. it was kind of like. In college, I remember thinking, man, this thing is kind of running on fumes, isn't it? <laughs> it was 10 years ago. And so I'm like, I'm just kind of amazed that it's still around. Yeah. And, you know, things things change. There are, yeah, there yeah. are like, like it's not like there's a current status quo that everything goes back to at the end. And, yeah, that and is so, true. That is one thing that mm-hmm. I will say for it is that it did. They, they like, when, when things got blown up, they got blown the fuck mm-hmm. up. No, yeah, and so there, you know, maybe maybe death is not necessarily the most permanent things, being the far distant future. Yeah, but you know, the death of a ship is something, certainly yeah. something like that, and you know, that would change from time to time the type of ship that they have. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I like it. Not everyone will like it, yeah. and not everyone will like everything I recommend here, and that's perfectly fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so we're getting close to the to the hour mark here. Uh, anyone else have anything that they want to bring up for this inaugural episode of our podcast? Um, I guess just considering how much we're probably going to have to cut, maybe we should just like stretch. stretch. Our, I don't think we're going to cut. Our, yeah, I don't think we're actually. <laughs> I know you were anything. talking about cutting stuff, but I think raw, uncut, and just kind of out there. <laughs> raw, uncut, <laughs> too hot for TV. <laughs> Don't let your parents hear it. <laughs> parents, talk to your children. About fan fiction. About fan fiction. <laughs> fan fiction. I, I, every Spe- time... no, I just want to go back to Slock Mercenary for oh, a yeah, second. Sure, sure. Speaking of self-insertion fan fiction, one of the characters in that, the, the scientist character, is straight up just the author. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> it's just straight up him. Yeah. But it's done in such a way that it doesn't seem entirely Mar- you know, Mary Sue-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, in defense... Okay. In defense of the self-insertion... Um, Having been guilty of this myself, okay? Oh, and- are you? I didn't know this. <laughs> do tell. Oh, God. Do I have to go into detail about this? No, yes, you do. Oh, no. You've got, you've got two minutes. <laughs> One time, I wrote a fan fiction, and I inserted myself in it. The end. That's all you did. Good story. But, good story. Um, but, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, a lot of fan fiction is figuring out your writing style, experimenting with different things, and kind of within a world that you already feel comfortable with um and and so that's kind of the the nice thing about it and as far as like self-insertion 
you know, at least they're not doing drugs. Yeah. Okay. I think that's Remember, like about my defense. Self-insert that <laughs> heroin needle into your arm. <laughs> so, so parents, just just let your children know that if they're going to insert something into themselves, they should do it safely and in a way that explores something new about themselves. And I think that's what we've learned today. Uh, that's my my take home thought. And- and don't insert yourself in Westeros. Okay? Oh God, no! Yes. Oh, I. Okay, no. I, this is gonna have to be something. We save talk it, about save it for on, another time. Well, we have to talk about it not on the podcast. Okay. So thank you very much for joining us. I'm Alex. I'm Elise. And I'm Nick. Uh, we'll see you guys next time on some. Nerd-